This is Packers Live Sports Show with Benjamin Denton and John Hinton. We're coming at you live from the WKNC studios on the beautiful, awesome, amazing, fantastic campus of North Carolina State University on 88.1 WKNC HD1 FM. And I'm John Hinton. And we're absolutely thrilled, ecstatic, stoked to be coming at you live on one of the premier college radio stations in the nation. Keeping you up to date with the latest and the greatest with a pack of NC State. John, how's it going? It's going pretty good, Benjamin. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's my birthday today. I'm 20. I'm no longer a teen. We got a basketball game tonight. I'm stoked for that. I am just ready to go. But You, you know what they say about 19 going on 20 is the most irrelevant year ever. I know. So you're through it. I guess. Yeah. No, you're through it because oh, you're oh, next okay. birthday. So the you, year no, you, of 19 to 20. Exa- you just completed your most irrelevant year, Aww. which I'm still in. Oh, Ooh, yeah, no, that's it's right. Good. What, what it's are you good. in, March? Yeah, March 5th, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. What's your social no, I'm security? Saying, I'm saying it's no, good. good. <laughs> all right, what's on the docket for today's show? Uh, we're definitely... Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Let me start over. We're definitely going to talk about the Super Bowl. Uh, oh, yeah. That's coming up on Sunday. This Sunday. 630, this Sunday, February. That's we're definitely going to... NBC, right? NBC. Good old Al Michaels and Col- Chris, Chris Collinsworth. Here's a guy... Good. I know, I know a lot of people that don't like Chris Collinsworth. I like him personally. I'm okay with yeah, that. We're going to talk some NBA, some professional basketball, as well as men's and women's basketball for NC State. Certainly going to talk some swimming, track and field, cross country, wrestling, women's tennis, gymnastics. We got a lot on the docket for you today. All right, and we're going to kick it right off, right away with men's and women's swimming and diving and to... To lead us off. By the way, the theme of this show is that we beat UNC. What? Just letting no. you guys in every sport. We, I, I, okay, so we tend to be a little bit biased, kind of fake news, and that we really only talk about when we no, beat UNC. No, 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 UNC. we're just op-ed piece. We're just editorial. We're not journalism. Oh, that's it's the true. difference, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we beat UNC at UNC, and that's not basketball. That's men swimming and That'll diving. That'll be coming up. That was last week. The men's now rank fifth in the country defeated UNC um, 188 to 109 and the women's ranked 15th UNC's women were ranked 20th beat defeated the women's beat UNC 164 to 136 this is the last dual meet of the season combining uh, swimming and diving and now the women's are up to number 10 in the polls which we I guess we could touch on later but to start yeah. off what happened in the meet uh, well, we had a ton of winners, obviously, in a dual meet. If you win, you're going to have mm-hmm. a ton of event winners. Uh, we swept the 1,000 freestyle, Hannah Moore and Anton Ibsen, with terrific times under 10 minutes for Hannah, under 9 for Anton. Uh, Justin Rest won the 200 freestyle. We swept the backstroke, Elise Hahn, Andreas Vizios, that the 100 backstroke. Uh, Giovanni Izzo won the 100 breaststroke. James Brecher, 200 butterfly. Krista Duffield won the 50 free. Ryan Held the 50 list. free. Justin Rest the 100 free. Elise Hahn in the 200 backstroke. Hennessy Stewart in the 200 backstroke. Julia Poole in the 200 breaststroke. Patrick Schwarzenbach in the 200 breaststroke. We also swept the 500 freestyle. Hannah Moore and Eric Knowles with terrific times there. We swept the 100 fly. Krista Duffield, Coleman Stewart. And we won the three-meter dive, Madeline Klein, mm-hmm. and the women's 2IM, Julia Poole. We also won the uh, 200 uh, relay with uh, Andreas Visayas, Jacob Malik, Ryan Held, and uh, Justin Rest. That was the 200 medley relay. And on the women's side, Elias Hahn, Lexi Lupton, uh, 
Vasiliki Baca and Krista Duffield won the 400 freestyle relay. So that was yes. all the stuff in swimming. You mentioned diving. A lot of those times were uh, an NCAA B zone cut. So yes. what does that mean for the non-swimmers Basically out there? Basically means that they qualify. They just got to go through like um, prelim rounds. Okay, so yeah. it's like kind mm-hmm. of like a buy, but not exactly. Like you're it's qualifying? Just, yeah, you're qualifying if you but get a B zone. would be a buy. Uh, zone would be like you kind of you wait for the people in prelims. Kind of, yes. So yes. it's kind of like a buy for To us. my knowledge, I'm That's not a D1 thing. swimmer, kind of. Anyway, yes. <laughs> so more about diving. Sophomore diver Madeline Klein, uh, she was named the ACC Diver of the Week. She scored a 320.85 on the three meter, which is exactly what it is. There's a couple of, they do the platform, which is also three meters, and the Olympics is 10 meters, which is yeah. insane. Ridiculous. And then they also have the one meter dive uh, springboard, but she had the personal best in the three meter, and it was a B zone cut for the NCAA, and on the one meter, she finished with a score of 264.83. So that was enough for her to earn Diver of the Week. Yep, and NC State's divers continue their strong form. We will be competing in the ACC Diving Championships. That is February 14th through 17th in Greensboro, Ooh. where the ACC tournament should be every single year. Valentine's Day. In every Day. sport. That's going to be fun. Maybe, maybe people could go to diving for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, hack swimming and diving. Holiday, ben. They're really, really good in the pool, but they're also good on dry land, if you get what I'm saying, because academic success. They were selected to the College Swimming Coaches Association of America Scholar All America team for the 2017 fall semester. Yeah, the Wolfpack women posted a GPA of 3.53. That is total, and the men earned a 3.34. So step it up, men. You're getting your butts beat by the women. <laughs> well, Just still, it was enough <laughs> for a Division One athlete. How many hours a week oh, are you yeah, putting that, into swimming? Oh, yeah, that's very. You impressive. practice multiple times a day, mm-hmm. early in the morning and also in the afternoon. Not to mention having to watch what you eat just to keep the fitness at level. At a prestigious at. university exactly. for academics. Yeah. We're top 10 in men's and no women's. No fake classes. Swim. Yes, no fake classes. <laughs> like Unlike uh, some other colleges that we're going to talk about. But um, the performance at UNC uh, warranted the men moving up to number 5 in the country and the women moved up 6 spots to number 10. Uh, in the rankings, Cal is at number 1 in the men's and, of course, Stanford with Katie Ledecky yeah, is at number 1 for the that's women. That's a wrap. But the ACC is absolutely loaded in men's and women's swimming. Surprise, surprise. There are five other teams in the top 25 from the ACC. So six ACC teams in the top 25 for the men's yep. and seven ACC teams in the top 25 that for means the women's. Out of the 50 top swim programs, 25 being men's, 25 being women's, 12 are ACC programs. Yeah, yep. as of good right now. So that's, that's really, really, really tough conference and a good schedule for the Wolf Pack. Uh, they're up next for the uh, swimming team. On February 2nd through 4th, the Wolfpack competes in the Janice Hape Dowd Carolina Nike Invitational. Mm-hmm. That's everything for swimming. Moving on, track and field, their season started up earlier this year. We've talked about them very, uh, on the show just about every week. Three Wolfpack uh, posted, had podium finishes and conference qualifying marks at the Bob Pollock Classic on the first day. This was a two-day event, Friday and Saturday, in the throws. Uh, Lauren Evans and shot put finished in top three for the third time in a row, and she took home the bronze medal with her throw of 49, 11.75 well, feet, and it's 15.23 meters. We also had success in the jumps. Uh, Jay Johnson saw success. He did the long jump, established a new personal record of 23 feet, 2.75 inches, or 7.08 meters. 
and that qualifies him to compete at the ACC Indoor Championships in late February. So long jump is just one jump. Like you're jumping over the sand. That's what I'm envisioning. Off of one foot, yes. There's a board. Um, it's like, like you know, the rubber yeah, that yeah. they run on on the track. And then there's a board which marks what you cannot go over. Mm-hmm. And you get a running start. You get going as fast as you can. It's where your heels hit in the sand. And if you fall or, if or you skip fall, forward, yes. then it doesn't count. They pick the last point or the closest point in the sand that you hit so if you lunge forward it'll go to where your feet are and if you fall backwards it'll go to where your hands or head hit the sand wow so okay. you have to be very balanced off that one foot jump so it's like indiana jones except like 20 feet instead of like 10 feet yeah maybe not that high of stakes jumping over a cliff or anything like that but <laughs> uh, lauren white also uh posted a acc qualifying mark and she jumped 5.8 meters or 19 feet 50 inches. On I mean, the tr- 0.5 inches. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. On the track, uh, Bethany Neely had a time of 451.09 in the mile. That was good for second place. Joe Bistrich followed with a solid performance in the men's mile. He had a personal record of 4 minutes, 8 seconds, 0.46 seconds, which was 4 seconds faster than his previous best time. Yeah. That's that's a ridiculous time, honestly. Drop four seconds on uh, something you've been doing for at least your high school career. Especially on a race like the mile, which uh, seems long to the average person, but it's actually a pretty quick event. I mean, it takes under four minutes, so taking like uh, four seconds off, that's a good... Um, yeah, like that's a good percentage. Like I don't know the exact number. I remember but back in the day, it was thought um, humanly impossible to run under four minutes. Yes. And now like all the well, gr- the world record's three forty three. Yeah, and now all the a, yeah. a lot of people are running. In, I think I saw an article. This always comes out at the Olympics. It's like how fast can the human go physically and physiologically in the mile? Yeah. So we'll we'll see if those numbers yep, keep going. That's down. right. Hicham El Garouj three or four twelve fifty six. What? Usain Bolt doesn't have the world record for the mile? What? No, I'm, I'm, he's a I'm just kidding. Yeah. 412.56, the women's record 343.13. Anyway, the men's. we digress. Cravant Charleston <laughs> uh, continued his uh, success in the 60-meter dash, and he finished with a mark of 6.69, and that earned him third place, a podium finish, and it was the best time this season. And uh, he's earned a podium finish in all four meets that he's competed in during, and he's just a sophomore, during his sophomore campaign. Yep. Had a lot of personal records. Uh, Tim Basin in the mile, 410. Joe Bistrich, as we mentioned earlier. Gabrielle Cunningham in the 60-meter dash with a 7.34. Jay Johnson in the long jump with a 23-foot, like we already mentioned, that 7.08-meter uh, jump. Amari McLean in the long jump, 5.35 meters. And Lauren White, 5.8 meters. You know, I just had the idea just now. Maybe me and you should go to one you of and the— I. You and I. Whatever. I'm a chess major. I'm studying communication. That's not why English. you should have good, uh, good grammar. You understood what I said, didn't you? I was listening more the to your bad grammar than what you were saying. The communication was effective. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> you and I. You also say sh- I digress every three minutes. I do because I digress a lot. Shut up. <laughs> you and I should do all these track events. We should maybe like set aside a Saturday and just have our marks, like our si- a sixty I will meter destroy dash. You. Well, I, th- that's beside the point. We would just have a measuring stick. <laughs> Against all these times yeah. that we talk about with these athletes. That would be really fun, actually. It's like, uh, That's a good Gabrielle idea. Gabrielle Cunningham ran the 60-meter in uh, 7.34 seconds. Yeah, I could probably and I... do it in nine seconds. Nine? Eight really? seconds. Oh, I guess I guess that is a long time, though. Two seconds in that short of a race. Okay. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I was about to give myself 11 seconds to do it, but I feel like I could. 60 meters. Let's see. Yeah. You could do that in 11 seconds. Yeah. Okay. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> now I, now I kind of want to go see. We're, we're going to have to get that done sometime. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. On Saturday, day two of the Bob Pollock Classic, Joshua Davis and Ryan Frazier took home the gold medals in the weight throw in the 3,000 meters race, respectively. 3,000 meters. Yeah, that's like two miles. Yeah, that's yeah, a long two race. Two miles, yeah, because 1,500 is a there mile. There were nine personal records established and three more ACC qualifying marks. Uh, Joshua Davis added another first-place finish to his weight throw resume. He won with a throw of 22.53 meters, and that was on his second attempt of the day. This guy's a beast. Every time we really talk is. to him, he's won- talked about him. He's won the event. Yeah. I've not talked about him in second place ever. And he improves just about every time. Yeah. Yeah. Tyson Fortenberry, he posted a career best. Um, he th- had a throw that was 18.19 meters, which is already a long number if Joshua Davis didn't overshadow that by beating him by four meters. Well, Joshua Davis is just the greatest. Yep. Anyway, in jumps, Michael Cobb had a career day. Michelle, Michelle Cobb. Cobb. Michelle Cobb <laughs> had a career day. I read my note wrong. She recorded a, 40, a 12.54 meter jump, which was, uh, this is a triple jump. And that was a new personal record and an ACC indoor championship qualifying mark. So now she's going to get to compete in the ACC championship in the triple jump. Yep. Ryan Frazier, she picked up a first place finish for the pack, 3,000 meters, 9 minutes, 25 seconds. She beat the rest of the competition by 14 seconds. I think her sister also um, does cross country and track and field here as well, her younger sister. Because Ryan is a senior. Because I remember reading about her in the newspaper, News and Observer, when she was like a sophomore in high school and she was setting state records. Mm-hmm. But her sister, I think, races here as well. Anyway, good genes. Philip Hall finished eighth in the men's 3,000-meter uh, race, and he uh, set a personal record. Kyle Christ also put up a personal best, and he set a personal record by 13 seconds. And in the relay, Krivent Charleston, Abdur, Rahman Kelly, and Sam... Krenbrink and Dylan Peebles. I was going to say Krenbrink. Yeah. I had it right, I the swear. four by four. Yeah. So there was a bunch of ACC qualifying marks, a bunch of personal records. I think we already covered, just talked about them already. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, NC State track and field overall doing very well, setting personal records, qualifying for the ACC championships. Those will be coming up, so keep listening to the Pack is Life Sports Show for all those updates. Yeah, because nobody else is going to be keeping you updated on it. Cause not necessarily. Not best. really, yeah. Mm-hmm. Up next for the track and field, the Wolfpack will go to the Carnal City Elite Invitational in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and is the Michigan Power 5 Invitational in Ann Arbor as well right after that. So that was track and field. Cross country, we don't have, moving on to cross country, we don't have any uh, specific events to report, but the uh, NC State men's and women's cross country teams had 10 uh, participants named to the 2017 ACC academic team. So more academic success at NC State. Yes, Five on the women's side, five on the men's. We're going to list those for you. Ryan Frazier, Ellie Haynes, Rachel Kuhn, Alyssa Radowski, Isabel Zimmerman on the women's side. And that's a women's side that won the ACC championship for the second straight year, yes. the 23rd time overall. Academic and athletic success. Yeah, third straight top 10 finish, so mm-hmm. they're really good on and off the track. And on the men's side, Ben Barrett, Elijah Moskovitz, Aubrey Meyer, Ian Shanklin, and Alec Thomas. So shout-outs for those guys to be able to do all that off yes. the field on their particular sports, men's, men's and women's swimming and diving, and the cross-country teams and still be good academically. It's a, it's a good like uh, like diversity of uh, majors that they have, too, like textile engineering, environmental sciences, psychology, 
exploratory studies for Ian Shanklin, who's in the freshman mm-hmm. or who's a freshman. So yeah, nice. it's good. It's good to see NC State like like unlike Carolina, we're not just giving our <laughs> athletes a fake major. So that they can pass class. Never All mind. right. Are Never we mind. done talking about Carolina? No, we're no, not. We're not. <laughs> Gymnastics. Who we didn't get to last week, but this was earlier in January. We beat UNC. Yes. At UNC. Yes. We're Number- nationally ranked. Number 21 in the country, our gymnastics team. Yeah, and the final score was 194.650 to 194.375. Now, gymnastics is kind of weird that they don't just multiply all these scores times 1,000, so we get rid of these decimals. But this is pretty, like, That's it so sounds close. really close. And it is close for that big of a score, but when some a half a point is a lot in a gymnastics meet for an individual event. Usually oh, yeah. these things are decided by two or three points to be a relatively close meet. But, yeah, yeah for an individual event, half a point is a lot if you got half a point deducted. Yeah, the best time to watch the Olympics, I mean, they're not really on TV. TV that much, so like a lot. Of, I mean, co- not the Olympics. I meant gymnastics. Yeah. is in the Olympics. I misspoke. Sorry, but uh, yeah, Benjamin's right. If you lose a half point uh, for something like in the team competition, mm-hmm. that can be absolutely devastating. But again, NC State victorious by the slim margin of point two seven five points. The match was pretty even in the four main Very events: even. vault, bars, beam, and floor. NC State won two. UNC won two. NC State won the bars and beam, but they really, even though they had an off day, according to the coach. They won the beam. That's where they separated themselves by almost half a point. That was kind of the difference in the match for them. Uh, they had th- they had the top three all-around scorers. Drew Grantham, Chelsea Knight, and Caitlin Fillard finished first, second, and third just with their compiled scores on all four events. So that's kind of what separated the, uh, the pack from UNC. And there's a great, great quote from the coach, <laughs> the new coach, I might add, Kim Landris. First-year head coach. Yeah. Anytime you're able to win UNC Chapel Hill, it is great. Preach! Preach! <laughs> that is true. I don't true. care what sport it is, and I can guarantee you no yeah, other I don't think it matters then. this year because we've beaten them in pretty much everything. Wait for basketball season, John. Yeah. Wait for basketball. Wait for basketball. We did wait for basketball season. <laughs> yeah, wait for Jalen Felton to get unsuspended by the university. Um, after that dual meet for gymnastics, there is a three-team meet that we had with William and & Mary and Ball State. Our highest. You mean Lavar Ball's uh, college? No, nah, not not funny. Don't make fun of my boy. <laughs> oh, but that, that'd be kind of cool if Lavar Ball went to don't, Ball State. Don't make fun of my boy. The pack had the highest score since 2012, and we are now five and zero under our new head coach. Yeah, Jim so when you have those three team meets. The first team, if you score higher than both, you get the two wins. If you're second, you get one win and one loss. So they left this meet two and zero. So they have haven't had. 3-0. They haven't had three events, per se, but they've beaten three teams. So that's how gymnastics works. NC exactly. State was the top in all four major categories. It really wasn't that close. They won by over two points over Ball State and then almost three over William & Mary. So Yep. NC State scored 49 out of a possible 50 points on uh, vault, bars, beam, and floor. And so, no, very none of the other showing. teams uh, broke the 49-point barrier. They right. had 18 top five finishers. And the top two scorers in every single event. Chelsea Knight won the beam and vault. I mean, I say won, but she had the top scores and beam and vault. And also the top all-around score as well. That's the good news for the gymnastics. Not so good news. Not as positive. After that, we had the Metroplex Challenge, which featured some of the top teams in the country. Yeah. Including LSU, UCLA, and Washington. UCLA, of course, has Madison Koshin. 
who oh, yeah. was a gold medalist for the uh, Team USA LSU's in the Olympics. second ranked, UCLA is fourth ranked, and Washington was 14th ranked. So NC State was going in as an underdog to all three teams, and they were not able to overcome that. They did finish last in every category, though not by a lot, and they were finished last in the meet. So that puts their record to 5-3 and three on the year, but three really tough losses. Yeah, three really good losses. We still had six top ten finishes. Uh, Drew Grantham with two top ten finishes, um, floor and all around. And then Chelsea Knight with three top ten finishes, bars, beam, and all around. I, Caitlin Fillard also finished ninth in the all around. I, um, I've been to a gymnastics meet last year. I uh, uh, photographed it for the technician mm-hmm. newspaper here in um, in uh, Witherspoon, right adjacent to this studio. Yep. And Chelsea Knight is the best. She is really good, and she's the best gymnast we have. I think cool. she might could be in contention for an Olympic spot. She is just, wow. she doesn't really have a weakness. She's just all four events. She's really, really good. But up next for the wrestling, they travel to Pittsburgh, and they'll take on a pair of conference foes, uh, Pittsburgh and Townsend. The conferences are different within gymnastics, just like they just are. Just like rifle. For, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they're going to take on Pittsburgh and Townsend. That's going to be February 3rd. Towson, at- not Townsend. Townsend. It's oh. hard to say. I always thought it was Townsend for a long, long time. But Towson. You've yeah. opened my mind. I always thought it was Towns- Townsend, but there's no N there. Towson. You're right. Yep. That is weird. Yeah. That is, okay. Anyway, they have a difficult Happy name birthday. for their college. <laughs> Thank you. There's your you. gift. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> in wrestling, something else we forgot to get to last week. We're really, 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 really good in wrestling. Just recently, the coaches um, released their, like, the coaches in wrestling rank the wrestlers in the country in every single weight class, and we had 10 wrestlers ranked in their respective weight classes among the top 33 nationally. Five of them were ranked in the top three. That's that's ridiculous to me. I keep seeing, like, uh, Sean Faust ranked number three in the uh, 125 to 133 weight class, uh, Kevin Jack number two in 141 to 149, Hayden Hidley, number three in 157 to 165. Uh, Pete Renda, 184 to 197. And Michael Machiavellio in 197 and above. Yeah, and two of those wrestlers are undefeated. Redshirt senior Pete Renda is 15 and 0. And redshirt freshman Hayden Hidley, because I'm in English class with him, and that's how they say his name. Okay. That dude is really awesome. He's just an awesome dude. He actually, like, yeah. There's, it's studies in fiction. There's some difficult readings, in my opinion. Tough, boring to read, and he he was talking about it in class. I'm like, where does he get the time for that? Being mm. a Division One athlete and undefeated, and nobody... he thinks about him while he's pinning people to the mat. <laughs> he's like, I wonder what the significance of. I this wonder is. how Slow Bear <laughs> would write about this. Don't read Slow Bear; he's very long winded. Okay. Anyway, so we have ten wrestlers nationally ranked. We are not. We did beat UNC in a lot of other sports, but in wrestling, we went and beat Duke. Uh, start off ACC play. Well, I mean, just continuing the trend. Yeah, exactly. This we, is our state. <laughs> we won eight of ten bouts and uh, started ACC action with a thirty-two to six, just just a win. We're gonna say win yeah. over Duke. Uh, sophomore Tommy Cox won six to three at one hundred and twenty-five pounds. Twenty-six rank freshman Tarek Wilson picked up the you know, first bonus point of the night. Scored a pair of first period win- pins at one hundred thirty-three pounds. He w- and he was able to get the win at the 235 mark, so he yep. got a pin at that minute mark. Kevin Jack, uh, number two in the country, he swept, won his bout 15-0. to zero. Uh, Redshirt senior Bo Donahue made it three straight wins, and he won a 14-4 decision. In a, in a battle of top 11 foes, number three, Hayden Hydley scored a 10-5 to five win over number 11, Mitch Feinsilver. 
at uh, 157 pounds. That's a cool name, Fine that Silver. That is a cool name. Uh, Brian Hammond uh, scored a first period takedown, a four-point near fall at the end of the period. He won 6-3 to three at 165 pounds. And Michael Machiavello controlled his bout with three takedowns. He took a 7-3 to three decision at 197 pounds. Uh, Malik McDonald did lose to a top-five wrestler for Duke at the heavyweight. He lost um, even though he had a 6-1 to one lead. Hayden Highlay was not ignored for his efforts. He won ACC Wrestler of the Week for the third time this season. That's not Freshman of the Week. That's ACC Wrestler of the Week. This guy wow. is going to be a powerhouse in the next four years. He already is now. Next but three years. But he's yeah. going to be a name that you will know, not just from listening to this show. Mm-hmm. So moving on, we, we played Virginia Tech. We also won eight of ten bouts. This was in Reynolds. We won 32-7. to seven. Similar score. Yeah. yeah. At 133 pounds, redshirt freshman Tarek Wilson, he scored a 9-4 to upset over number 5 and returning All-American Jack Muller and uh, with a pair of third-period takedowns, so that was pretty clutch for Mr. Wilson. Yep. Uh, Bo Donahue won again 11-6 to over a ranked opponent, Hayden Heidley. Um, he scored a 26-12 to win. He improved to 16-0 and on the season. Man's a beast. Yep. This is just a beast. Redshirt freshman Daniel Bullard. Uh, he won eight to two over a ranked opponent at 174 pounds. Pete Renda won again, 18 to three. And number third ranked Michael Machiavello scored uh, seven per first period takedowns and won 22 to seven at 197 pounds. Other winners for the pack: Malik McDonald, uh, 23 to or with an 8-1 win that put the Wolfpack ahead, 23 to three. Tarek Wilson, he had that upset. Yeah, that we he had the earlier. upset. Uh, Kevin Jack uh, closed with a second period pin. And Wilson was, was named uh, ACC co-wrestler of the week. So that's a freshman ranked in Wilson. Yep. Hayden Hydley is just doing his thing, and he's also a redshirt freshman. So wrestling is looking really good for the next three years. For just NC like State. soccer, just like yep. every sport at NC State right now. And uh, uh, up next for the pack, NC State will be on the road next weekend. They're traveling to the AC, uh, to ACC foe Pittsburgh on a Friday night. And that you could watch that on the ACC Network Extra. That is all the non-revenue sports we got, we have for you. We're going to take a really quick break, but we're going to be right back. We're going to get you updated on women's basketball, and we're going to talk that game against UNC. Uh, right now, I'm going to send you away with some instrumental music, A Rhodes by Michael Corbin. Hopefully, you like the guitar. <laughs> we'll be right back at your Packers Life Sports Show on WKNC. Is life sports show. We are back, and we're live. Yes, women's basketball, NC State. We're yep. doing very well. Five ACC. game winning streak currently in the ACC. What's the update? What's the latest? Well, uh, the overview: we're sixteen and five. We're five and three. We're looking good. We're looking good. We're looking like I'd say at the moment a six. Five, seven seed, somewhere in that range. Certainly a tournament team. Absolutely a tournament team. Yeah, it wasn't team. looking like that yeah. for a while. One and, we started one play. and three in the ACC, and yeah. then now. I that mean, was a three-game losing streak. That yeah. was not pretty. Not but pretty. we are killing it right now. Yeah. Most recently, as we said, this is our state. We defeated Wake Forest 82-68, to and that was a four-straight win. Although, it, I, I guess that's UNC Greensboro State because they beat us, yeah. and we've beaten everybody else. <laughs> Yeah. UC Greensboro is actually pretty good. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see them like win their conference tournament. Yeah. Which well, is going to help us. 
Yeah, it would. Yeah. Also, I don't know who to pull for when uh, UNC plays Duke because we beat both teams, and now UNC lost to Clemson, and so now UNC is going to drop outside the top Gotta twenty-five. Got to pull for Duke, but it doesn't. It, but it makes the it makes them feel even worse. If UNC loses again <laughs> and they drop out of the top twenty-five, yeah. that's a, one less quality win for us. Anyway, but yeah, Wolfpack women defeated UNC last week, defeated Wake Forest this week. Ashlyn Koenig led the way with twenty points. Chelsea Nelson continued putting up numbers on the boards with a double-double of 15 points, 10 rebounds. She has been definitely our most consistent scorer and our most consistent rebounder. And State, I mean, the game was close in the first half, but we just slowly pulled away in the second half. We got too much offense. Wake Forest couldn't keep up. Yeah, once the offense started clicking, that's when we started winning games because we've been good defensively all year. Yeah, pretty high-scoring game. like uh, For NC State standards for, as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you'll see in the next game, we defeated Clemson 62 to 41 and 41 points in a Division 1 college game. I mean that's that's just that's uh, more it's common. good defense. It's more common in women's basketball than it is in men's. You only hear of that in Virginia. Yeah. Plays a men's game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in the women's <laughs> Virginia. Still, like, yeah, I don't anyway, like, I don't like them. But um, <laughs> I don't like watching them, but they're I respect the greatness. Also Tony Bennett, you know, he's just Yeah, Hornets legend, legend, not a legend, but Hornets Player. Player. Yeah, but yeah. Um, NC State used a huge third quarter, outscoring Clemson twenty-two to six to win this game by twenty-one. It was really not close past halftime. NC State led for basically the entire game, thirty-nine out of forty minutes. Clemson hung in there in the first half, but um, I mean, you can't keep up if you're not rebounding the ball. And yeah. NC State re- out rebounded them fifty-three to twenty-two. Goodness gracious, that's ridiculous. Oh wow. Okay. Absolutely wow. ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, up next for the women, they are playing a top 10 ranked Florida State. That is tomorrow night at 7 p.m. in Reynolds Coliseum. Yes, that is going to be a really good game because that could that could really turn some heads defeating um You doing Florida anything? State. You want to go to that? I'm probably going to go, actually. Yeah. I, I was thinking about that as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go. Probably going to go. Yeah. I, I normally <laughs> play basketball on Thursday Ben's night. Ben's thinking out loud on the air. Which I do a lot. I think a lot, a lot of times. Oftentimes people see the gears grinding. If I'm just sitting there not doing anything, mm-hmm. they're like, you're thinking about so-and-so. Like, How do yeah. you know? The thing I like about this uh, Wolfpack team is that there's so many players that can step up. You know, exactly. you got Chelsea Nelson, and she's been consistent all year. But you got um, Ashlyn Koenig. She scored mm-hmm. 20 points against Wake Forest. Kiara Leslie um, she scored 22 against Clemson. That's over a third of our points. Yeah, we I have mean, three or four players. Any given one of them, we got can four drop. or five players. Yeah. Any, yeah, it, like you said, any one of them can drop 20 points. We have a lot of shooters. We have good defenders. Like we're a problem, honestly, especially when we get going like we are right now. And of course, this is um, like um, a new head coach. Yeah, not a new, not this season, but, but yeah. like a new head coach, relatively new. He's still building his program. Mm-hmm. And this is where we start to see the good stuff. Yeah, you know, last this is year where we, we were good, and this year we're going to be better. Yeah, we beat, we defeated Florida State last year actually when they were ranked. So um, hopefully, like we'll see a repeat of history. I'll bet Reynolds is going to be packed. I think it will be too. And of course, the play for K game is later in February. That will be against Wake Forest, who we just smacked by fourteen. Yeah, that's not so. Good. That's, um, good. that's going to be. You have to request tickets for that game if you're a student. Are you serious? Yeah, really? actually, because so many people go. Oh yeah, because the typically for uh, any other sport besides uh, football and men's basketball, you just walk up as a student. They scan your ID and you can and you go in. And certain people get if you're part of a club, you get loyalty points and whatnot. Anyway, we're mo- men's basketball. Yes, 
There was a time <laughs> last Wednesday night when I wasn't feeling so good watching that game in the first half down to, an, I think, an eight-win Pittsburgh team. Yeah, Pittsburgh, they don't have any wins in the ACC. They're terrible. They're projected to finish with one or zero wins. They're the Cleveland Browns of ACC men's basketball. They don't have any talent. They we really were down don't. 15 in the first half. Yeah, we were down 10 at halftime. We used a 39-point second half to come back, which yeah. was... That was a really good game, and a couple of clutch shots, especially by Torin Dorn. It was a good game. Pittsburgh played very well. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I just downplayed them. Like I said, they were terrible. But it was but at they home. They played very for good. Them. It was at home, and I mean, ACC teams they're going to give you a good game. They were playing they really good. They were playing very good defense in the first half. NC yeah. State was not getting good shots, but in the second half, we started going outside. Inside out. With, yeah, four round one with Yurt seven in the yeah, middle. That's mm-hmm. really effective because he can just, if anywhere within range of the basket is his range, and he's very effective, and he exactly. can just turn around from 17 feet, and that's the shot he wants, and not a lot of big men can do that. Yeah, he really reminds me of, like, um, do you remember our Ardive? It was before our time, but, like, Ardivis Sabonis, and it's, like, uh, DeMontis Sabonis' father, and he played for the Trailblazers, and he played in the NBA, like, when he was older, like he was like 29, 30, 31, past that. But he was just like you're at seven. You know, a good shooter, a great passer. Um, you know, he wasn't the biggest big man, but he was tall. He reminds and me just, of Sabonis as well because I've never yeah, seen yeah, Sabonis play. Yeah, well, that's play. his son. That's his son. And I've never, I never saw Ardivis Sabonis play, but I saw his highlights. And they're just like you're at seven. You, you might do uh, get a perfect GPA if you spend as much time studying as you did watching basketball I highlights. I appreciate that. <laughs> Well, uh, do what you love. That's what they say. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, for the highlight of my week, and I'm sure everyone else listening, we beat UNC. Finally, we're going to be talking about the men's basketball because, yes, I mean, when you say we beat UNC, now you have to ask, in what? What are you talking about? Yes, because because it's it's every single sport (laughs) that we talk about. Anyway, Al Freeman was the NCAA uh, player of the week as well as the ACC player of the week. Yeah, he scored 10 of his 13 points against Pittsburgh in the second half, helping us win. And he scored 29 against UNC. Seven for seven from three-point range. And he wasn't forcing it. There was one three that was an Al Freeman shot where he's, like, sizing up the defender. But he made it. He did. He, he, he did. made it. He's the guard version of Carmelo Anthony. That's what I, yeah, I think. Yeah. That's what I said at the beginning of the season. Yeah. He's, he's, mm-hmm. When he's not scoring, it's not super effective to ha- have him on the floor. Yeah. And I think he's kind of found his niche since he's been benched the last few so games. I think so, too. Yeah. That it's mm-hmm. not his job to create offense by himself. Yeah. He needs I, to just yeah. take the shots when Markel Johnson and LeVar Batts get him the Markel shots. Markel Johnson's been unreal. Markel Johnson. Double-digit assist for, in three straight games. First time since Chris Corciani that that's happened at NC State. Markel Johnson could get a quadruple-double because he is just... Quadruple? Yeah, getting steals. I'll bet you he could get 10 steals in a game. That guy is, on a given day... Hmm. If there was any player that I would pick to get a quadruple double, it would be Markel Johnson on our team. Yeah, I, I can't think of a player that would be more likely. Marvin Bagley, unless it. Oh yeah, Marvin yeah. Bagley, but you Lots. know that he's in his yeah. own thing. Uh, LeBron <laughs> had a quadruple double the other day with uh, eleven turnovers. Yeah, Russ had like ten of those last year. Uh, me, but you know who's counting? Anyway, we beat UNC. Omer Yurt seven had sixteen points along with thirteen rebounds. He was really clutch. What he I, had a nice putback at the end. He yeah. He like, Really went up and got that rebound, turnaround, hook shot. A lot of like traditional basketball minds, if you will, are always like, oh, time over scoring, time over scoring. And yeah. I understand it if uh, if you're in a set offense, definitely run the time down. But I've yeah. always thought that 
worst case scenario, if you don't, scoring is what wins games, not the time. Exactly. So if you can go from up one, I'd rather be up three with 50 seconds left than up one with 30 seconds left. Yeah. Right there. So he had the putback, and it it re, it barely went in. Good thing for us it went in, and yeah. we were able to pull that game out. That was one of the best basketball games I've seen since the yeah. UNC-Kentucky game last year. That, w- that was a great game, honestly. And then Markel Johnson hit some really clutch free throws to ice it pretty much. A couple much. clutch threes as well. It was tied 85 oh, in overtime. he had a dirty step back against yeah. Luke May. Did you see that? That was, um, that was, that w- that was one, I think, that, that was, was in early regulation. in the second half. Yeah. But in overtime. It pulled us within one, though. Yeah, he sized mm-hmm. up Theo Pinson, UNC's best defender, and a dang good player, I might add. Yeah. You know, kudos to him. He's I've always liked him at UNC. but He th- is actually out. Did you see that? Against I did not Clemson. see that. Yeah, he, um, he exited two minutes in with a shoulder injury and did not return. And Clemson actually came out and won that game. Yeah. Which I guess is kind of good they for us. They scored their first 21 points off three-pointers. Are you serious? I'm serious. Also, uh, yeah, like we mentioned earlier, Jalen Felton has been suspended by the University of North Carolina, which means... I think that's Raymond Felton's nephew. It's I- Raymond Felton's nephew. It means he did something bad. It means he's... Well, I mean, Johnson was suspended, and uh, he came back because the charges were dismissed. So yes, you never but we know. knew what he was suspended for. That's true. We don't know what Jalen Felton has been suspended for. Yeah, and this is an NC State sports show, so we yeah. don't really care unless he no, comes we def- back. No, we definitely care because UNC is falling apart, and we started it pretty much. Went over top 10 UNC. I you mean, could they, argue Virginia Tech started it by beating them the Monday before. That is true. That now is they're true. on a three-game skid with losses to Virginia Tech, us... Now Clemson. I can't wait to play them at home. I'm so excited. That's going to be a great I am game. So excited. But um, but now two top your, ten wins. Who's your MVP of the season so far? Oh, has to be for the whole season. I'd say Yurt Seven. Okay, I agree. Or Torin Dorn. The man is amazing. He does everything. He's I, our best on ball defender, in my opinion. Oh no, I still have to give that to Johnson. You give that to Markel. Oh yeah, I think it's really close between the two, and then of course I think the if Markel gets a Levar bats. If Markel gets a bad matchup, like Pinson was kind of a bad matchup at six six. Yeah, Markel really had a tough time stopping that. So mm-hmm. I guess I could see where you're saying Torin Doran. He he does Torin Doran. He can everything. Pl- he can play the shooting guard. He can also play the power forward. He can also play point guard in a pinch. Honestly, yeah, he has the handles and the range. He yes. hasn't been taking a lot of threes this year. And we're seeing a Torin Dorn that's way better. Early last season, he was just a brand-new transfer. Yeah. He was playing on par with Dennis Smith for a short game of stretches, before, uh, a short stretch of games before yes. conference play started, he and then he disappeared. A, he also has a really good shooting percentage, yeah. which is better than last season. He's not he, forcing the issue as much. Yeah, he only shoots when he's open. He can have a great game and take three shots, and he's really happy about oh, it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember um, it was earlier this year. I think it was, it was a non-conference game. I think it was against... It was against Penn State, mm-hmm. and he had like thirteen or fourteen rebounds. Yep, and it and was they a were game. good rebounds. Like they were rebounds when we needed a stop. And, and he always is getting buckets when we need. Yeah, uh, two games. I think is also the UNC game. We needed a three to tie the game. They kicked it out in the corner to Dorn. Well, Braxton had a three from the corner, but Dorn yeah. also had a three. We were fifteen for thirty in that game. There were a lot of clutch threes. Yeah, that was really nice to see. Threes if, were falling. If we could shoot like we that, we were balling. Well. I'm going to make a poem now. <laughs> well, we can't expect Al Freeman to go 7-for-7 seven seven or anyone really, but he'd been yeah. shooting 27% for the year. But as they pointed out on the broadcast, if you watch the game, he was a 40% shooter when he was at Baylor for four years. Yeah. So he's a good shooter that's just having an off game. And I think once we take that pressure off of him that he feels like he has to create our offense, I think he's a really good catch-and-shoot player. Well, it's always going to balance out. I mean, he was shooting 27% yeah. from three, like, 
earlier in the year, and then this game he goes seven for seven, like one hundred percent on seven shots. I, like, I still think he'll stick around to that 40% for the rest of the year. Which is good. I yeah. think that's what oh, we yeah. need. Oh, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Sam Hunt is actually, mm-hmm. he's kind of why you've seen his play playtime dwindle is because he's he's brought that catch and shoot, and he hasn't been making them at exactly. the percentage that justifies him being on the court. It's hard much. to play um, somebody who, like, is a one-trick is a pony. Good, he's a good, well, not a one-trick pony. He's like a 3 and D guy. Yeah. You know, he's like a 3 and D guy. He's like a guard version of Jay Crowder. But mm-hmm. then Braxton, like, while he might not be as good defensively as Sam Hunt, he can shoot just the same, but he can also play point guard. He's really, really... Um, Braxton's turned it on, man. Yeah, I'm really, he's really impressed. Really impressed. He has that it factor that he waits <laughs> for the right times to pull the dagger. He reminds me of John Shire a, a from Duke bit. a few years ago. Well, uh, speaking of Duke, the example I'm thinking of is the Duke game when he just went around a screen... I think we were tied or down, up one or down one or something like that. And it, was just, a, it was a big shot. Yeah, yeah, he just pulled a three that no one expected him to pull from two feet outside the arc, yeah. and he nailed it. He yeah. doesn't take forced threes. He only goes when he's open, and he's has a really compact shot, and it's really quick. He can always mm-hmm. get it off, and he's really good, but he's he just he always picks the right time to do it. Yep. Anyways, NC State has Notre Dame on Saturday, the team that beat us by 30 earlier in the season. Without their best two players. Two completely different teams, though, at this point. Notre Dame is struggling. They got destroyed by Duke last week, and NC State is on the rise. More college basketball news. Um, Trey Young continues to lead the nation in scoring. And he assists. Had, and assists. And assists. He had 44 the other night. Only took 20 shots. Um, this kid is unreal. I mean... I mean, if you're a basketball player whose name is Trey, I mean, I think that's kind of cool. And my name is Trey. I have a basketball game tomorrow. Well, that's, that's a Vine reference. Oh, really? Yes, okay. it is. Well, I, I didn't get it. I'm a point guard, got shoe game. Is it? <laughs> yeah, you got to watch that Vine, but yeah. Trey. I was just thinking the, 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 like the pun that baskets are buckets, trays, stuff like oh, that. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's, that's also good. But, like, I mean, when he takes his trays, trays, I mean, they're from, like, 10 feet out, honestly. Yeah, he's it's, it's uh, really efficient and a, a really good range. You, if you haven't watched Trey Young, you should. I haven't got to watch a game of him playing because we don't get to watch Oklahoma play that much unless exactly. you're on cable. Yeah. But I've watched his highlights. That's that's uh, really cool. Mm-hmm. Another note about um, getting back to NC State. Someone paid for a Snapchat filter for during the Duke-UNC game on February 8th, and it's uh, uh has a picture of Kevin Keats um, like yelling, and in the quote, it's like, "Just remember, guys, we beat both of you." <laughs> I, don't I love know. that. That's not verbatim what's in the Snapchat filter, but someone paid for that to be going State on. State fans, I love you guys. Please don't get too cocky. Please don't get too pumped oh, come up. On. Please really? don't get. No, no, we no. Are, we are. We are confident, but we are not cocky because. Mm, okay. You never know. Are we a tournament team? Fall apart. A tournament team? I believe we are. This we've, question could change next week. Just this question it could man. change next week. But uh, we've beaten, um, we've beaten, Vir- not not Virginia. I'm sorry, Arizona. We beat Arizona, who has turned it around, even yep. though they lost, which is really good for straight. us. Very good for us. We've beaten Duke. We've beaten Clemson, who just beat UNC. We've also beaten UNC. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think like our losses aren't too bad. Except for UNCG. UNCG is actually not our worst loss, I think. I think they're going to win their conference tournament. I think the Northern Iowa loss is going to hurt us in mm-hmm. the um, the battle for Atlantis Yeah, tournament. we lost to UNI and Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I All we got to thought... do is win our home games. I really think that'll put us at 10 losses if we lose all the road games. And yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, we have uh, four home games left. Four home games and three road games. 
only have seven games left? Only seven games left, and then the ACC tournament. Season goes by quick. Wow. But okay. I'm thinking if we get there with ten losses, we win one or two games in the in, in the ACC tournament, uh, we're definitely going to be in, without well, a doubt. I and think, UNC will be in. I mean, we're talking about like all the stuff. Yeah, they're, they're going not going to leave. They're gonna they're gonna make the tournament. So I guess in yeah. in a sense, it was good for us that Clemson won because Clemson kind of has to prove they're good. Whereas UNC, they just look at the name on the jersey and they're like, all exactly. right, you're in." Yeah. If NC State sweeps UNC, we will be in the tournament. That's a guarantee. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Anyway, other news of the NBA: the Ca- More Cleveland basketball. Cavaliers. By the way, the Charlotte Hornets have had a bad year. They're 20 and 29, but they're only uh, four spots out of a playoff spot. Ugh. With what, I want to tank 30, for a lottery pick. 33 games to go. Yeah. But that didn't work out. Last time we, we have two players. Uh, two and a half, because Jeremy Lamb is pretty solid. We have two Jeremy and a half Lamb. players. Jeremy Lamb, yes. Two and a half players. Kimball Walker, Dwight Howard, and then Jeremy Lamb. We talked about last week. Kimball Walker might get traded. Yeah. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to leave in free agency now because our stupid general manager betrayed the trust that they had by trying to shop him around. I wouldn't blame him for leaving now. I wouldn't blame him either. We're terrible. Dwight's been a pleasant surprise. Dwight's been better than Kemba this year. Monk has been disappointing. He's been spent time in the D-League because he can't play defense. Yeah. Same with Dwayne Bacon. Yeah. He really can't. I mean, it's weird. I, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. I love Malik Monk, and I, I still think he's going to be a great NBA player, but it's just going to take a lot more time, whereas he's, Donovan he's Mitchell's up putting up some. 20 a game for yeah. the Jazz, and we could have had him. Well, I guess... He well, would fit with us perfectly. Was he taking the pick after? He was taking the two... Yeah, he was the pick at, He was the pick 12th, after. right? Yeah, he was taken Monk 12th by the Jazz. Was the 11th. Monk was 11th. I mean, yeah. I, don't re- I had never heard of Donovan Mitchell except very passively when he played for Louisville. I can't. I mean, the only preview that we had that he was going to be really good was in the preseason when they asked player the rookies to vote for who was the biggest steal of the draft. Yeah, and we were like, ah ha ha! It was all Dennis Smith. You guys don't know anything. Who's this Donovan Mitchell guy? Yeah, and all the rookies were like, this dude, this dude's, this dude's really really nice. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't realize he could jump like that. Of course, there's not many people that can. But yeah, um, I think I'm not sure if he's going to be in the dunk contest. I really hope he is, because I mean, he can get his head above the rim on a lob in traffic. How could we get bigger players in the dunk contest? What could we do to get LeBron in the dunk contest? LeBron will never do it. But, like, what could we do? What would we have to do? If LeBron's, like, names um, his price, what, what could be something that would I don't get really him? think there's anything you can do outside of, like, large cash prizes, which they already have. You know what? I think you make it a PR decision for him and tell him that large cash prize, not to him, but to some charity. And then when he turns it down. LeBron can just give that. He could. He probably would. Well, he would be. He would have to. Otherwise, think it would be about a PR it like this: If LeBron loses the dunk contest, that's a PR nightmare. Not really. Don't, don't worry. No, not now. no, really. Not really. now. He's thirty-three years old. It's not now. If he loses, if he lost a dunk contest when he was twenty-seven, yeah, like that would be terrible. But West, now, Westbrook won't do it. Um, I mean, I can't think of any other stars. If like LeBron KD won't did do it, it, Giannis wouldn't do it again. If LeBron did it, the other stars would follow suit. I miss back in the day when Michael Jordan and Dominique Wilkins, the best dunkers, were doing the dunk yeah, contest. Yeah, but Michael Jordan's the only real superstar who did the dunk contest. What, last year we had a D-League player doing it. He was literally... Derrick Jones? Yeah, he no was... No disrespect. He was only in the yeah, NBA because he could Yeah, D-League stands for Derrick Jones League because he owns that league with Well, his now dunk. it's G-League. Yeah. And you can't say D-League anymore. I don't know why they changed Gatorade. it. Gatorade. They have oh. a sponsor. Oh, yeah. money, money talks. Anyways, uh, the injury bug has hit the NBA. John Wall out for mm-hmm. two months. Kevin Love, 
Likewise, broke his hand. Blame Kevin Love. Blame Kevin. Just kidding. I love Kevin Love. Kevin Love is the reason the Cavs aren't good, John. No, Isaiah Thomas is. But really? we can talk about that. Yes, absolutely. Demarcus Cousins tore his Achilles. Sadly, he is done for the season. Uh, trade news. Blake Griffin. Yeah, he was to the Pistons. Um, I actually saw a bit of him doing stand-up comedy right yeah. after he got traded. It was a bit about him getting traded. So yeah. that's something I talk about. Uh, I can say on the radio. It was actually pretty funny. Yeah, like, I was surprised to see an NBA huh. player like when people are talented and different. Like like mm-hmm. Childish Gambino, he's a he's a comedian yeah. and also a singer. It's like well, Don, Donald Glover yeah. is the the person and the artist. Gambino's the musical artist. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, dang it, could I have some of that talent over there? Like I know, you guys, exactly. Blake Griffin, give me some of the stand-up jokes. Anyway, yeah. he got traded to the Pistons, but I saw... Who do you think won that trade? Just curious. Let's see, the Pistons gave away Avery Bradley. And Tobias Harris and a first-round draft pick. And a second round. But the first-round draft pick might be the, the thing here that swings it. I mean, the Clippers, I don't know. It depends if, they, if Blake Griffin was going to leave anyway. Yeah. There was talk... I no, no, he, he wasn't because he just signed a four-year contract this offseason. I thought DeAndre Jordan was the guy that was going to get traded. He still could get He's traded. He's going to get traded. He's going to the Cavs. I guarantee it. I would love to see Look, that. Look, Isaiah Thomas, DeAndre, uh, I mean, Isaiah Thomas, Tristan Thompson, and Iman Shumpert for Lou Williams and DeAndre Jordan. I don't think the uh, the Clippers give them DeAndre Jordan without getting Cleveland's pick. Okay, that's fair. I think I don't I think don't that'd be a I fair trade. That, I think they do, but I think that the Clippers now have the leverage to say LeBron's in his prime. You need players now. Isaiah has to be the best scorer on the team, so I think Isaiah would fit um, the Clippers really well. Oh, I have, just like I've no yeah. doubt he's not working out in Cleveland. They're probably going to trade him. Yeah, but if they could get like a DeAndre Jordan, but I still think that the Clippers would want that first round pick. Mm-hmm. And Cleveland's wasted too. They drafted Anthony Bennett and. It wasn't a wasted, but they don't have Andrew Wiggins now. He's a really good player. Well, they player. got Kevin Love out of him. but Yeah, I'm trying to think of another. Let's see, they had Bennett, they had Irving and Thompson. Irving's gone. They got yeah. IT out of that. Thompson's yeah. okay, not really living up to the top five pick. Like Ugh. He has his niche. Um, Bennett was a complete bust. Yeah. He's not even in the NBA anymore. He's not even in the D League or the Canadian League or yeah. anything. Yeah, he's, he's, he's bad. He's Jamarcus Russell of basketball. I mean, yeah. They've had so many chances to find the next LeBron James, and they've like missed on all of them on different levels. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think the Irving pick was obviously that's a good pick. Yeah, that's what you do. Sure. He's the best player in he this draft. Yeah, be. I don't know. I still don't know why he left. I mean, he said it was like he wanted to be the best player on the team. I mean, I thought that was kind of obvious, but at the same time, like, I I don't get it. You know what I mean? I don't get why you would put um. Boston's a better team right now they than Cleveland. Are. Yeah. So, so that's like, why he left. I mean, you're right, because they got uh, Gordon Hayward injured. And they're, and they're still, still the number winning. one seed. And apparently they're going to pursue Anthony Davis this offseason. Oh, no. Which, imagine this. No. Imagine this. Imagine this. I'm imagining. Kyrie Irving. No. Gordon Hayward. Oh, Jalen Brown. No. Jason Tatum. And oh. Anthony Davis. No. And they trade Al Horford. Somewhere in else. the Eastern Conference, I don't want good teams in, in the, the Eastern Conference. Why the not? Hornets are not good. We only make the playoffs because the Eastern is weak. And hey, now we can barely beat the the Magic. Barely. Well, the Magic were supposed to be good. We can't beat the Knicks. Well, Alfred we barely beat even the Knicks. Beat his own hair on a jump shot. We need to tank for picks because the core we have right now is being wasted. I can't disagree with that. Yeah. 
I'll tell you something I saw that uh, interested me as we're winding down uh, Packers Live Sports Show. LeBron James had a soundbite where he talked about uh, the Blake Griffin trade, and he talked about the yeah, double standard. Uh, if a, if a if a team trades a player, they're After doing he what's just best. signed a contract. Yeah, they're they're doing what's best for the team. But if a player leaves a team, he's not loyal. He's selfish, and mm-hmm. he concluded it with saying he's a snake. So yeah. no doubt a reference to Kevin Durant. Also him. I think he's defending his own decisions in the past as well as Kevin Durant's decision. Uh, not this past off season, but the one before. And I mean, potentially even Kyrie asking for a trade. I think he's defending that. Like, I really don't think there's any bad blood between LeBron and Kyrie Irving. Maybe it was he kind of him like to be that. On his all-star team. <laughs> that couple that breaks up that stays friends afterwards. It's like <laughs> there wasn't like a reason that we broke up. We just didn't like work. We weren't compatible. Like something like that. It's like no hard feelings. Really Let's be funny. friends. I think LeBron's going to the Rockets after this season. Which, speaking of the Rockets, James Harden did you the hear first about ever sixty-point triple-double last night on nineteen of thirty shooting. Fear the beard. Fear the beard. I People's- wonder how good he'd be without the beard. Like, wouldn't it be weird if, like, he shaved the beard and then was not an all-star anymore? Oh, it's anymore? weird. If you go watch his college highlights before he had the beard, he plays differently. Like his game is well, just he was a it's freshman so at Arizona State. Of but course, his like, game's gonna have changed. He's a slasher. He was, he was barely a guard. It was like. He would shoot the. He had a um, lot of potential. That's why he was a catch top and pick shoot, by drives OKC. and dunks. He dunked a lot. And he dunks now. Barely. I know. He, he just don't doesn't. Dunk what he, ha- he doesn't try to get up for his dunks. He's I like, like that. He's John Wall he dunking it. John Wall barely gets the ball above the rim when he dunks it. And I don't know why he doesn't just let us, like, give the people what they want. <laughs> Show us the 40 inch vertical. Yeah. Like, that's what we pay to come see. Anyways, we got three minutes left. So we're going to talk about the Super Bowl real quick. Score predictions. 37 to 31. The Eagles are going to win, John. And Tom Brady is still going to be the GOAT. But, like, with one less Super Bowl win, and we'll get to see uh, Bill Belichick with his arms crossed in a tank top hoodie, and he's going he's to be upset. And that's going to make me very happy. Well, I hope that's the case. I have to disagree with you. I'm going to say 38 to 21 Patriots. Uh, a route. Okay. Yeah. I certainly wait, what, hope wait what did I say? You said 38 21. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 38 to 21 Patriots. I think it's not going to be close. I I, I just That'd I really be a think the third Patriots third ring win. for uh, Joe Tooney, right? Or a second? Second ring for Joe Tooney. Well, yeah. Wait. No. Third ring. Third ring. Is it? Yeah, his senior year was the first year that the Patriots won in this, which is unbelievable because if the Patriots win this, they will have won cheated through. Just listen. They will have won cheated. 3 in 4 years twice. During Tom Brady, the Tom Brady and Bill Belichick era. Yep, and it, and it's it's all gonna last until they find out how they cheated. I hope. I'm just kidding. Nah. I hope that part of um, me is not kidding. Though. Part of me hopes that Tom Brady will win this and then retire, and Belichick will move on to a different team. I would love to see Belichick on a different team, like the Browns. You put Kirk Cousins and Belichick on the Browns with the picks they got. They will be a playoff team in three years. In one year. They have a they have what, one year. We were talking, oh, I don't know about that. Well, because just think about it. Well, they're getting Jabril San Peppers Francisco back from had one win or zero wins. They put Jimmy Garoppolo, a good quarterback, yeah. a very good quarterback, yeah. maybe. Very good looking man, too. Jimmy GQ. Jimmy Garopp. Gucci Garopp. Whatever you want to call him. Anyway, <laughs> they won like the last six games of the year or last five games of the year. Yeah. So if you put a good quarterback and Bill Belichick on the Browns, I would love to see him go to the Browns. That would be yeah. amazing. Kirk Cousins and Bill Belichick on the Browns with Jabril Peppers coming back. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett's a beast. Three first-round picks, including two in the top four. I hope that's what happens. You it's what? all hypothetical. 
uh, predictions for the Super Bowl. Well, uh, what's different ask, about the ask Super me Bowl? What, yeah. Uh, this one's in Minnesota. Yeah. This one's against the Eagles. You know what? Even though we've already played Someone them. should make a compilation of Bill Belichick asking Bill Belichick questions. <laughs> now, that would be really funny. You just, you just get that impersonation. And, yeah. And then Tom Brady's like, ooh, let me name the, I don't know. Let me act like I'm not like a complete jerk. <laughs> and just be a nice guy. In the, I'm, I'm just kidding. Tom, like Tom Brady's Brady. great with marketing. A lot of yeah. these athletes that are considered great are he just really, really good at marketing. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, that's all the time we got. That's 6 o'clock. Follow us on Twitter, Packers Life Sports Show, or pa- at Packers Life NCSU. Yes. Follow us on Twitter. Thank you so much for your support and listening to us every week. Shout-outs to the NC State Sailing Club for listening to us every week. You yeah, guys we cool. really appreciate it. We really do. <laughs> all right, that's all the time for us. You guys take care for the rest of the week. I'm Benjamin Denton. I'm John Hitton. Bye, y'all. <laughs>